0: Welcome to No Shame in the Home Game, the podcast that cares how your home feels, not looks. I'm Lacey, your co-host in Praxis, meaning I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm trying and I'm here, along with Sarah, our host in Knowledge.
1: Oh my gosh, I think that's my new phrase for life. I don't know what I'm doing, but I, what was it? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't doing, know what I'm doing, fine. but I'm here. <laughs> but I'm, all Oh gosh. I want a shirt, like we designed so many logo shirts on this show. I want a shirt that says that now. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm here. You know what? We're going to get off this call and I'm going to make that shirt now. Wait, and what was the word that you used?
0: Praxis. It means practical application. Really? In graduate school, you can either do a thesis or a praxis. So a thesis is like a research written paper, whereas a praxis is a project that you apply
1: your knowledge to. I've always been a lady of praxis, not of research. Oh my gosh. I wow, mind blown. I love it. I love learning new words, new expressions, new concepts. Well, today's episode, we are continuing
0: my and my husband's story. Joe talking about us trying to figure out our home management with my chronic illness, two small children, him working full time. And I got to be honest, this episode's full of a lot of wins, and I'm very proud of that.
1: I Oh, it was fun to hear you say it. And I'm proud of that. I love that. We've (laughs) got to count our wins because there aren't wins on every single day. So when we see them, we got to count them and savor them. So that's great. Absolutely. I think, as Sarah and
0: I have said before, what makes Joe and I's story compelling is that you're getting both perspectives, my perspective and his perspective, which when it comes to our homes unless you live alone, there are other people and how you work with other
1: people and what's important to your own is always full of interesting dynamics. And that's one interesting part about the work that I do. I created my work because I saw a need. It didn't exist. And Sarah participant there who you heard from she's been with me from the beginning and she was helping me figure out how do I explain to people what this work is and we went through all these different explanations of what the work is and one of the things that always came back up was it's like therapy for everyone who lives in your home. It's like home therapy. And I was like, that's a little daisy. I don't have any degrees in therapy, so I can't market that. But yeah, whenever I work with people, there's often this element of, I feel so much better. It's like, you're a therapist. I'm like, I'm not a therapist. So yeah, I loved seeing, I loved watching you two work through things and hear one another. And I think at some points I even did some clarity for each of you because I could see things that you guys weren't picking up on. And yeah, I love all aspects of this job. It's Uh not just about the stuff. It's about the people and the Mm -hmm. relation, the the untouchables and the touchables. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think at one point you even were like, you guys love each other so much. And this is how I'm seeing it in your disagreement. I'm like, oh my, that is a great way framing that.
1: Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I love I It's all about it's all about different perspectives. And I was seeing something you two couldn't see. So, yeah, yeah, it was nice to be a part of that moment. We'll jump into our conversation with Joe and see how far we've come
0: in just a few weeks. I feel like since we last talked, we've made a lot of progress. I had a burst of energy one day. And basically it was like, this effing playroom is going to get cleaned and we're going to figure it out.
1: And we did. So and- for the listeners, when you say figure it out, what were the in order? What did you do first? What did you just an overview so people know what that looked like? We have a room on the first floor and it's attached
0: to our main family room but it is still its own room and it's separated by our couch. That's where we've just put all kids stuff. There's a train table in there. There was all kinds of toys in no semblance of... At one point, I like halfway organized it, but then it just blew up again. And then we have a TV in there because that way they do not always take over the living room TV and some table and a table that the TV sits on.
2: There's a really big chair and a half
0: yeah big chair but, and a half.
2: to be fair it takes up a lot of space but it serves a lot of purpose
0: the room became so not functional as far as toys that toys ended up everywhere outside of that room all the time that room wasn't really getting used by the kids even though it was supposed to be for them
2: we also had a pretty significant amount of toys that had come to us, because let's be fair, most of the toys that we own, we never actually bought. No. They were gifted to us. And there were quite a lot of toys in there that they just didn't play with or that were like shoved in a corner and no one was going to play with where they mm-hmm. were sitting. And this, there were too many toys for the space.
0: Absolutely. And so I know, Sarah, you said reduced by 50%. I don't necessarily think we reduced by 50%. You yeah. would do?
2: Oh, Yeah. Yeah, because remember the table used to literally have like stuff mounded on top of it, then underneath it was completely stuffed full of toys, and then over where the TV and the bookshelves are was stuffed full of toys, and then the whole wall and space in between the Mm -hmm. the chair and the table, stuffed full of toys.
1: When you went in and reduced, did you just move some of them to the basement, or did you also get rid of some?
0: We just moved to the basement because the children were present. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Although there were some things that I sneakily, or at least thought I was sneakily throwing away. There's a Toy Story puzzle that it's somehow those dang on little puzzle pieces end up being everywhere. And I was like, this effing puzzle's going. And Isaac caught me one time. And so then he was convinced I was throwing away all his toys. So we had to... Navigate that a little bit, and so like odds and ends that I'm like we're getting rid of this, like those like little piece t- things I did throw away. Yeah, but I literally got Joe went and got me a trash bag. I sat on the floor, and just went through little by little, and was like sorting by toy type, and then throwing some things away that need to throw away, and then just like shoving things out to me like Joe, this goes downstairs, and he would take them downstairs for me, and. My mother, who is lovely, and has wanted this room to be organized for, a <laughs> has brought storage containers for uh, to do it eventually. And so I was able to take those storage containers, and then they worked perfectly, really, which was really yeah. nice. That I was then able to take some of those bigger categories of we have a lot of Duplo Legos, so we have a couple of those. I'm like, okay, toy tools that are that they play with or. Well, that he said. To be
2: fair, they were organized for a long time and then slowly but surely they would unorganize them.
0: Yeah. We learned <laughs> that take... if a lid gets put on it, they honor the bin.
2: Right. But if it's just an open bin, they'll pull it out and, and then just... just completely dump it and then take the next bin and dump it and take the next bin and dump it. And the goal is to, I assume, frustrate me by mixing all of the toys that were previously sorted. I can't think of any other goal besides frustrating me that they were going for.
0: But the good things about the bins that my mom got is that they are also clear Mm -hmm. and they have lids on them. And the, so that I think, really has made a big difference because the kids have pretty well kept up with the organization that I set for us, with at least the things in those bins.
2: Yeah, and when they when it's time to clean up, they they do a pretty decent job of putting stuff back in the bin that it belongs in. Yeah, as long as we're on the, that, yeah, the, on that for cleaning. Sometimes when we clean, we just say, okay, go put it on the table. Yeah, so it's nice to the table is less crowded.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: so now they can put toys on top and still know what's there instead of it being like mounded up.
0: Or just sit on it because usually that's what they like to do. They like to sit and stand on the table. And you know what? It's It's sturdy.
2: There's like a foam floor in there and really nothing they can hit their head on. Yeah. At least it's close enough.
0: I would work for a little bit and have to go lay down. And we just kept coming back through it throughout the day. It was a big win for me. I was like a sick person. I had the energy and I didn't. Like, when I had to step away, it was okay.
2: And I got all that damn Hot Wheels stuff moved downstairs.
0: Uh, we have a lot. We inherited a Hot Wheels
2: Metropolis. <laughs> it's more than just a Wheels- city. Yeah. It's
0: It's at least a solid metropolitan region. (laughs) It
2: is a not manual amount of Hot Wheels structure stuff. No, it's not the fun stuff like the tracks where you make...
0: Those, I think, are downstairs. There is
2: some of that in the house. Because when we got...
0: So this was my sister, her son declared that he was done with his Hot Wheels. And then what seems to happen is that whether we liked it or not, things show up. And it all showed up. Some of it went downstairs. Actually, a lot of it stayed in the van for a very long time. Until I believe I had iris, that's when mom went through and emptied out the van and took it those things and took it directly downstairs for us. I'm pretty sure that was it. It was I'm pretty sure it's when I had iris. Because it was when her and dad had the van without us. So that would have been when I I
2: thought I moved this stuff in before that.
0: We only moved in like half, trust me. She's brought up that she put it down in the basement. She's like, I know where it is.
1: A couple, so a couple of clarification questions. The stuff that went to the basement, did that get into bins, or is it just loosely sitting in the basement?
2: It depends on what it was. To be fair, a lot of it was like Hot Wheels, like structure stuff, and so you can't unless you have like a fifty-gallon trash bag, you're not gonna be able to put that in anything. The rest of the stuff was mostly just set downstairs and in neat relatively neat piles a lot of stuff that was like loose went away like we pitched it so there wasn't a ton of stuff to put into bins it was mostly like bigger toys essentially
0: there was like a table that i'm like our kids have outgrown this and and we know in the near future we're going to be doing a a big purge of things so we're just going to like this is going to be part of that to get some semblance of control now we're going to have a little bit more chaos in the basement which a little bit more is very generous. It's a very chaotic place, but it'll happen.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to recap for the listeners, if anyone is also inspired to tackle a space. So you had the first step of reducing. And again, sometimes people are going to reduce straight to a free pile or to donate or giving it to somebody else. It's more age appropriate. But just you had that vision of, okay, I'm going to reduce the amount that's in this room. And then luckily you already had the, the storage bin structure for the toy room. So then mm-hmm. what was left, you gave it a, a more definition of this goes in here, this goes in here. And then I like that you broke. I actually like that you did it in such small steps. It was limited by your health, but- Also, sometimes we get these grandiose ideas about redoing a space and you and even if you aren't limited with your health, you get halfway through and you're like burnt out. I think it's perfect that you did it in those bite sized chunks. The other thing that
0: was a big personal win for me is I often get to a place where I'm doing that and I am like beating the crap out of myself in my head that I let it get to that point of, oh, how do we let it get this bad? We're. I could come up with a whole list of, I should be doing better. I should X, Y, and Z. And for one of the first times in my life, I know, I didn't have that. It was just like, okay, we I am doing this and I am doing it as I can along the way. And I think that's the reason why I could keep coming back to it throughout the day is I was not putting that level of pressure and judgment on myself that I was able to be like, all right, now let's just tackle what I can because I wasn't coming from a place of deficit. I was just coming from a place of whatever I can get done is is great.
1: Yeah, and that's huge. I work through that with my clients often where I say those feelings of not feeling good, of feeling bad that it happened, okay, that's a red flag telling you something needs attention, but that is not actually going to help us get this project done. That red flag gets to be put down. Now, as far as the kids helping have you set a time? Have you anchored it to like before dinner, after dinner? And we talked about doing it before Iris's bedtime. Have you found something that works? We did really good for a little while where it was before Iris went to bed. We did
0: a cleanup. Vacation threw us off a bit and we haven't really gotten back into it. But I will say they have gotten better of just doing it naturally?
2: Yeah, a little bit. We lost the structure of it happens at a specific time all the time. Mm -hmm. And we move to like, I will tell them now is the time to clean up or Lace will say now is the time to clean up. And we'll usually say, okay, Isaac, go grab five items from this room and move them into the toy room. And okay, awesome. Now pick up three items from the floor in the toy room and put them on the table or Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, which has really helped with basically getting the area relatively cleaned up. Now, if they open a bit that has a specific thing, then we basically try to have them clean that before Iris goes to bed. Yeah. So we've been still pretty good about, okay, now is the time to clean that up. But like, Loose toys that came from the top of the table, those can still get spread around because, let's be honest, they're playing with them. They are. Um, They've
0: been playing with their toys more than they did before, which has been really
2: Um, nice. Yeah, that was a big win from reducing everything in theirs. They're actually playing with it now. Mm -hmm. But they're also doing a better job of cleaning up because I think they like it better when it's clean. I don't think they like it when there's a ton of clutter, especially Iris, which...
0: She's the champ, by the way. Iris, MVP. Girlfriend one day night, I was like, All right, it's time to pick stuff up. Isaac's throwing a fit. And I was just like, Doing a thing. She just, and she did 90% of it. And I'm like,
2: Isaac, how do we get this into you? And then Isaac spent the whole time saying, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it by myself. Why do I always have to clean? You never have to clean. You don't have to do it. Definitely not
0: doing it by yourself. She's doing a great job. And it's really, it's it's actually funny because then there's been times where she's been the problem and he's been wanting to do it. And Somehow this weekend, he got in his head that he wasn't going to go to a swimming pool party unless he cleaned up. And I was like, okay. Because I don't think either one of us said that. He just...
2: I might have said that. I <laughs> might have said that. The the pool was a very big motivator <laughs> for them. And I, I, I knew that we were going to the pool. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I specifically said, yeah. all right, do five items from this room and five items from this room. And yeah. then he was like, I'm going to do more. And I was like, great.
0: Because he came out to me and he was like, mommy... I got to clean it all up before we can go to the pool. And happily went
1: back to doing it. So yeah. I was like, all right. That is awesome. And have they asked for any of the toys that got moved out of the space? No. No, no. of course not. Oh, my gosh. They
2: probably don't even remember what was there, yeah. if I had to guess. Now, I will say there were a few toys that were in the basement that they knew were there that they went down to play with in the past that they were like, oh, I want that. Mm-hmm. But as far as the stuff that we moved downstairs none of it.
1: That's what I often encourage even adults too, is once you put it in a box and just get it out of sight, you lose your attachment to it. And then it's easier just to actually get rid of it.
0: Not to change things, but my Tower of Clothes here is gone. And that's, that's really what it was, is I set aside all these clothes of, oh, we will fit into these again, or I might wear these. I am gonna miss them one bit. So when I had some help, I was like, here, These are all going. Mom and sister MVPs helped me with that.
1: You're a business owner who cares more about people than profits. Although you still want to make some money, of course. And that can feel mighty lonely. That's why I created Feminist Founders, a podcast that explores how to build a more equitable world through entrepreneurship. I'm Becky Mollenkamp, a coach and journalist, and I'm excited to bring you stories of people who, like you and me, are trying to change the business landscape for good. Check out Feminist Founders wherever you listen to podcasts. I hope you all as a family are really celebrating that win of finding clarity from chaos because you were intentional, you did it. You tried a couple things. And like you said, it changed during vacation, getting back on track. But that's all part of life. It doesn't have to be like set in stone. But now you're teaching your kids how to get rid of things, how to have structure, how to pick up. Like you're teaching them all these things. I also think it has set us in
0: a forward momentum that has been really good for me at least. So I know we've talked about dishes and end of the day and that kind of thing. I've been really trying to... Because I've been thinking more about what is important to me. What do I want to do? So at night, after dinner, I've been clearing off the table and wiping it down because I'm like, I just really having this table clean and wiped off. And so, well, yes, I still didn't do the dishes. That was at least something. And I've even cleaned a few dishes myself. I still, the dishwasher is just never going to happen. The bending over and coming back up is just not, I tried it one day and I was like, oh no, I forgot. You
2: could do the top rack.
0: I did do the top rack that one day, but then I got myself in trouble because a whole bunch of the parts of Iris's bar bottom- <laughs> cops cups are in the bottom rack. I was like, now these are just sitting here. But it has put me, like I said, on a forward momentum of... Making progress where I can and not beating myself up when I can't. And that has been really nice for me.
1: We started because Joe was talking about how you go to work, you pick up the kids, you come home, you start dinner, you eat dinner. And there was never any space for Joe to decompress after work. Have you found, and I know it's been hard because you had a vacation, like things have been different, but have you found with the toy room being a little bit more picked up, you don't feel that pressure to go?
2: It has helped a little bit with the after everyone's in bed, which is when I would usually have to deal with it. So yes, it has helped. It has helped me to feel less stressed after everyone is asleep. I feel less like there's something hanging out there that I'm like ignoring or not getting to. And so I don't feel as bad about if I take more time to myself late at night. Yeah.
0: I have been cooking a bit more too. I know we talked about different meal prepping and and that kind of thing, something that, we took and have been molding to is this idea that we get essentially two types of meat, a lot of it. And then Joe's kind of got his meals that he makes with it. And then I usually come in with like weird creativity of, yeah, let's make us. I don't remember. Oh, there was one day I tried to make my own fried chicken and it didn't go great. It wasn't good. It wasn't. But then I like made pasta salad and that was good. So i have just I having that a like foundation of that along with some certain things in our kitchen. Our veggie tray has been killing it. And then it's also easy for me to take those and throw them into things if I want to. Hopefully that has helped too.
2: Yeah. The, the veggie tray specifically has been great. They, mm-hmm. They've been loving that.
0: I specifically was saying more about like doing more food prep. So when you come home, it's okay. I have to make dinner and I have to.
2: Okay. I know I have to make dinner every night. So yeah. yeah so it's, it's been great, but it's not like I'm not still making dinner
0: like plates is that what you mean? I don't understand.
2: Are you pretending like I don't make dinner now? I
0: oh no, I thought you, I for a second I thought you were <laughs> saying you make dinner still on the nights that I make dinner. Yes,
2: you still cook I, I several still, nights I, of the week. I yes. still make dinner a lot of the time. Yeah, so.
0: but I would say we're getting closer to even than just you Our, all the time.
2: We're we're heading in that direction. Yeah. But when you, I will th- Say there are a lot of times where you'll start dinner and not be able to finish. Yes, I do. Which is okay, because it's nice that I don't have to put the extra effort into the full thing. So even that is.
0: Yeah, because when I get hot and cooking, a lot of times you get hot. and I'm like, I got to go lay down. These are the next steps. Thanks. I love you.
1: When you do the two types of meat, do you cook in batches or are you just cooking what you need for that?
2: Mostly just cooking what we need. There have been a few times where I've cooked in batches of this is going to go bad. So let's cook it yeah. and then we'll use it the next couple of nights. But in general, it's just what we need. So we've been utilizing the freezer, which I got to put the chicken in the freezer. I forgot about that. Ba-boom. Yeah. Yeah, But I think it's going to be burgers tonight. We'll see. That but, sounds good. Yeah,
1: And for not that you have to do this, but for anyone listening, if you do just buy two types of meat, cook twice. cook once, eat twice, Mm -hmm. grow all the chicken at once and use half of it the first night and half of it the second night. And then something that actually Lacey reminded me of after our last Zoom recording was that notion of good, better, best, which Mm -hmm. is one of my tools. And I had completely forgotten about it of if if you are making a meal and like Lacey said, if you get hot, you have to stop. And so maybe you had the ambition of having something that was a little bit more towards the best range but then you're not feeling good. So it's okay. Can it just be good or better? Can you just take some of the added parts off and just lean on the veggie tray instead of preparing a fresh vegetable? And has that helped with the mindset? It's helped me a lot. I don't even think I've told just <laughs> as a recap, usually during
0: the day, I am taking stock of where I'm at and what I will be able to do for dinner. So good. It's just we all get fed, in my opinion. That's good. Earlier this week, I had some friends coming over and I knew they were going to bring snacks and stuff. So really for me, I'm like, OK, the kids just need to be fed. That's the good. And I, we made them peanut butter and jellies. Good. Everybody's taken care of. But like earlier, was it last week, I made a bolognese. i was really proud of it and it actually tastes pretty good. But I wanted to actually, I didn't take this, I wanted to make like a garlic bread with it, but that didn't happen. And then on days where I don't feel like I can do it, that's usually where I let you come in and, and do your things. That's why I've been thinking, what? It's
2: nothing. I, I like the, I let you come in and I appreciate your permission.
0: Not what I meant. <laughs> like me accepting help is a thing for me. So. I
2: understand. I've met you before.
0: I know. Uh, oh, wait, uh,
1: this is interesting. I didn't actually know that that was a thing for you.
0: Oh, it's a big thing for me. Accepting help has been very difficult for me during this process and uh, something that I've been forced to be better at.
1: Oh, that's, oh, wow. Oh, I can't wait to show you. Oh, I've got it in the other room. I want to show you. I'm making merchandise and I have one. It's Rosie, the Riveter image. And it says, I ask for help. Yeah. So showing it as a, a point of empowerment, not weakness, because Mm -hmm. there is something oddly ingrained. I don't know if it's Americans. I don't know if it's moms. I don't know if it's women. Somehow asking for help is somehow the worst thing in the world. I don't know why that started in our society. (laughs) It is very
0: challenging. Joe is the person that I'm most comfortable asking for help from. And so even with that, sometimes I don't want to feel like a burden on him, which I do all the time. And that's a whole nother.
1: And on that notion of, and I had mentioned this, I think, in the previous one, too, of the meal, if you chunk it down into steps, and let's say it has six steps, you do the first three. It wasn't that you didn't cook dinner. You got three of the six steps done. And so if you think of, instead of thinking of it as all or nothing, what's, oh, I I did three out of six. And and that's
0: one of the things that I've been thinking about with the good, better, best of, okay, what can I do when I have snippets of energy? This needs to be marinated. So I'll get it in to marinate. I wish that I could think of, there was a day where I like nailed it by like I did a little bit here and then a little bit here and a little bit here. There was a day that I made pizza like I made the dough and then I and it just made it easy for me to do it a little bit at a time. You made dough? I oh
1: my, I don't I you. I don't have any chronic health issues and I don't make my own dough. OK, so we have You're, a bread. Your picture. expectations of yourself are huge. So you
0: have to remember Joe and I are food people. So
1: um, meals are okay. important
0: to us and I want a good meal. That is something that's important.
1: Yeah. Again, coming back to chunking it down, which I'll do a little pitch for my 10 steps to meal prep freedom with my course is as much as you can take any recipe and chunk it down. And then that way, if you have, has more able-bodied people in your house, and you can even ask the small child, find this box of pasta, find this pot and really chunking those down so that you have a better visual of, oh, with five minutes, I can do this step with five minutes. I can do that step. And I will I say, t- I've been using that to
0: the veggie tray. That's probably the reason why the veggie tray is so good is we make all of the dip at once, cut vegetables a couple times a week, and it's always there and ready. Wait, you
1: I, make your own dip? Yeah. You, it's, oh my, it's not <laughs> <heavy. laughs> you big tired lace. You're in a day than I do in a year. What the <laughs> You make
0: your own dip? dip? No, I, again, I use a tool, I use a blender. And I put in cottage cheese, sour cream, a little bit of mayonnaise, and ranch thing, and then you just press the blend button, and it makes a pretty good ranch dip that's high in protein. All I'm hearing is more dishes. That's a lazy quote. and, and it's, I know because <laughs> Joe does the dishes. Oh <laughs> right, 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 right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's so many dishes when I cook. And this I love this behind. I, I keep wanting to say behind the curtain, but it's behind the door because it's yeah. your house. I love this behind the door moment of everyone's house expectations are wildly different. If you asked me to do everything you just said, if you asked me to make dough or English muffins or dip, i would <laughs> laugh and then cry. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that stuff. But I
0: I make those, food every those things are important to me. Good ranch. Is important yes. to me. But we, this yes. This a conversation Joe and I have regularly.
1: I have very particular ranch flavors as well. But <laughs> I think, again, people listening, I want to break down that so-and-so does such and such. so and does this. Everyone has different things that are important to them. So it sounds like you putting your time and energy into this food actually fills your cup emotionally because it's important to you. So when somebody else is like, well, I should make my own dip. No, you shouldn't. And not mm-hmm. unless it makes you happy. It doesn't make me happy. I I'll eat your dip all day long. I'm not gonna make me I am picking the dip
0: is a very specific <laughs> sample. The, the the dough and the bread is more Like my creativity coming out of. I wonder how I can do this or what this looks like. But the
1: dip is important to me.
2: The dip is better than your standard ranch. Thank you.
1: Where Joe? Where are your food priorities? Are they the same as Lacey's? Like you like? No, absolutely not.
2: No, my my big thing is make sure that the kids have good food to eat, and that's literally where it ends. If I have to eat a bowl of cereal for dinner, I'm fine with that. If I'm eating, if I'm eating. Peanut butter and jelly that was in their mouth, right. and then on their plate, and they left it there. I, I'll finish it. Just I'm not. No, I I like good food. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I'll just eat garbage for no reason. But I'm not specifically. I'm not particular about. I have to have something super good for dinner. Like I'll eat whatever.
0: Dinner is important to me. I keep track of so many different things, whether it's from The Middle, No Shame in the Home Game, all of the different business ventures that are part of those things. And I also keep track of a lot of things in our household from things that we need to repair and do and flows, all of that stuff. And the thing that I use to do all of that is Notion. Notion is this amazing blank slate where you build your own app and database depending on what you need. They have some amazing templates to help you get started. But once you get in there and start using it, you see how things work and come together. And it is magic. And easy and beautiful. It's like a to do list meets a database with workflows. And then you can even get AI right into Notion to help you come up with words when words are hard, because let's be honest, they are. We have a link for Notion to help you potentially. If you go to no shame in the home backslash N O T I O N, you can get a link into Notion and potentially sign up for a plan. They do have free plans and paid plans. If anything, Go so get a free plan because it is so cool and you'll fall in love like me and become a notion advocate.
1: I feel like you have made some great progress. Life is still unfolding and now you have new things to think about. We are looking at putting our house on the
0: market and potentially moving in the next few months. is very heavily on my mind. We haven't actually started boxing anything yet until oh, literally okay. today we started taking some things off of a shelf and putting them more into boxes as a placeholder. I was thinking I would take a picture of the box too, like what's inside of it. And I was going to make myself a little notion database of box number, a quick list of what's in there, where it's at, and then the picture. So if I don't get everything, I can at least get a visual of the box.
1: Perfect. Yeah, for anyone listening, if you have a moving or renovation and you have to put items in storage, do yourself, do your future self a favor and create some kind of inventory of what's in what box. I know for us, we moved and we thought we would be renting for six months and it ended up being a year and a half. We changed seasons, like everything changed over and it became an active storage unit, this garage. So I was constantly and I had everything labeled on every box and my dad was the one who had the mental inventory of where each box was. So I had to call my dad every time I needed something. So do future self a favor, anyone out there who's going through the same thing. And yes, I love that idea of taking the picture. That's so bonus too. Yeah. Cause I, I'm a
0: visual person in some ways of I'll remember it if I like see it and talk about it. And so I'm like, if I can, even if I don't get like every item that's in there, I think if I can look at the box, be like, Oh yeah, underneath that's this. It'll help me.
2: I will say a, the idea of a notion list makes it somewhat potentially manageable in terms of saying can go, can stay. So I don't know if it'll work, but another it's a thought. thought. It's
0: just another template I can make and maybe sell.
1: No, that's a good idea. Because yeah, if you're, if your mom and sister were there, all of Joe's items, yeah, they could put on that notion list and then Joe can, yeah, on his own time say, I don't want that stuff to be boxed up. Yeah.
0: My mind is just blown that it could become a workflow.
1: Everything's a workflow. Oh, cool. That's There's the thing. Was- oh my Every- gosh. I just
0: got really excited. Okay.
1: Everything is a workflow. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. I'm going to be so annoying.
1: I can visualize. And this is where like I visualize, <laughs> I see it happening. Of, And then you get to the new place and the stuff comes out. Like it's got its own. Because
0: it would be easier for you to lay on the couch and be like, keep, get rid of, keep, get rid of. Then you don't have to go through and touch everything.
2: Like I it'd be do it while laying on the couch. Like I, I do more than lay on the couch. I'm
0: not saying that you only lay on the couch. No one said that. I more was saying that I can make it so easy that you only have to lay on the couch I, I and you could click a button that says keep or get rid of.
2: I understood what you were saying. The implication though, however, was
1: that can I whoa whoa, whoa 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 can I be a neutral third party <laughs> and can I translate what I am hearing between Joe and Lacey? What I am hearing, Joe, is that Lacey wants to make this as easy for you as possible because you do so much because Lacey no longer can. So Lacy is really trying to make this move as easy as possible for you. And what I hear you saying, Joe, is, no, it's not a burden. I don't mind doing all this stuff. Like, she's actually trying to, like, be so kind that it's almost coming off as, no, I'm capable. I can do this stuff. Is that accurate? That's what I'm hearing I think between. pretty close. You're both trying to love each other so much, it's actually coming out as bigger. And welcome to our marriage. You realize you both have really good intentions. Yeah. That's solvable really a lot more quickly than people being like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want do, to deal. I've heard people say, I don't want to touch his stuff. I don't want to deal with stuff. That's his problem. It's not my problem. That's not what you you are saying at all. Which I is, just
0: don't know what to do with it. And I want to make it as easy as possible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just you
0: wait, bro. so just you wait
1: you two you two are hashtag couple goals you two are so adorbs i will say i was thinking about this if any i was thinking about when you start dating somebody it's all about that oh he makes me so happy and he opens the door like whatever all this stuff i'm like man there should be really a a rite of passage with a couple if you can survive a move together, if you can survive going to Ikea and picking out furniture together and building it together, if you can survive. We've had ours already and it was going to Ikea literally like the second night we lived into
0: the in this house because we desperately needed a bed frame because our box spring couldn't make it up the stairs. And it was like 1 a.m. building this Ikea bed and being the person that I am, I like stop paying attention to directions at a certain point. I'm like, yeah, I got this. We had to completely take apart the bed halfway through. No, he no, stayed no, with no, me. No, no, no. no and no, so no, that's no. how we're in this forever. night we made it through that. It, it
2: was not your simple standard, job. It was one that has two wooden, like, they almost look like wooden rib bones. Like the like slats. Slats that have to come together. And then you have to slide them through a thing and then feed them into almost like a rubber opening. And so you have to and there's like nice. dozens of slats that like go on both sides. And it's not just as simple as, oh, you screw something in. It's no, you have to press them together and feed them through. And it it's a lot of work.
1: But at what point, Lacey, did you think I can wing this? It's not that it's a
0: conscious choice. It's just like my brain sees something and it's like that goes in there, boom, you know? And it's just, you just, I'm like, okay, this is what we must do. So it's not that I'm like, screw Like I'm, I'm not throwing the instructions up in the air and saying, screw these. It's just, I get three steps in and my brain just look for the logic. It's a puzzle, put it together, move on. And who knew that they had to go on certain side up? It wasn't indicated on the thing.
1: And. Were you yep. two already married at that point? We were not. We were- was there a moment at which you're like, I can't do this with this person? Uh,
2: I don't think any frustration was not directed at her. It was more directed at the situation of like, effing kidding me. It is, what was it? Like one, it was like 1 in the morning? No, it was like 1.30 in the morning when we realized it was, and we'd been moving all day, like all day long. And I was hot. And- I was sweaty. I was exhausted. We were in a new house where we didn't, like, we're still figuring out the house, and it was just...
0: Wasn't that the same day, too, that we smelled gas, and we had to get our gas shut off, so then we didn't have hot water? I
2: think, yeah, it might have been the same day that we had to have the gas shut off, so we didn't so, have we didn't have a stove, we didn't have hot water, we couldn't use the dryer. That lasted for a week and a half.
0: Yeah, and we were able to go to our apartment and go back and shut. It's just that, yeah, it was a lot.
1: I, I really think for people who are like, <laughs> should we get married? Should we make a lifelong commitment? Go through that gauntlet, the <laughs> IKEA gauntlet. And
2: maybe splitting up bedtimes more. We've been getting better, but...
1: Ooh, that one came out of nowhere. It okay. <laughs> Who's
0: bedtime? Came out of
2: somewhere, but kids' bedtimes.
0: Kids' bedtimes.
2: Because in, in general, I do both bedtimes and any bath, and it's a lot after everything else sometimes, so...
0: Baths are very hard for me. They were hard for me pre-illness. Well, oh, I know. I'm just... I'm explaining that... There's so much going on in the sensory input and the kids are having fun, but they're loud. And then the water, it just becomes too much for me. So I think it's very fair, but I run into the same problem where it's the end of the day. So I'm running out of steam. I'm running out of steam and that kind of thing. So I would actually like to see Isaac take on more of his bedtime independently, getting himself dressed in his pajamas Maybe even getting his toothbrush to
2: brush his teeth. We need to brush his teeth once a day. He can do another time, but we need to do the brushing once a day. Okay.
1: Could there be, could Lacey, could you be in his room? Is there somewhere comfortable for you to sit? And after he's done with his bath, you are directing him in the quiet zone of his bedroom. Okay, it's time to get dressed. It's time to get your toothbrush. We already
0: have that a little bit. He mm-hmm. runs into our bedroom naked as a with a triceratops towel on. And then we pretend he's a triceratops for a little bit. And then we, oh, it's just me, mommy. And then I tell him to go get his robe and underwear.
2: So we got a little bit of that. He He does a fair amount of it on his own. Yeah. It's minimal, but the problem is... It's always something that I have to be available for. Yeah. And be in charge of and make sure it happens. And it's a lot of times when he wants to just fart around and play a little bit and be fun. And I'm like, dude, it has been such a long day. Just get your freaking jammies. Like I don't take it out on him, but I feel myself getting close a lot of times where I'm like, just get ready. For the love of God, just get ready. But I know that. It's like time together, so I have to just let it happen.
0: Yeah, I think and- that's the thing that we'll need to think about. Like last night, he really wanted you because he wanted that. I could tell he wanted to have that connection with you. So I think we'll need to dance with that a little bit because I know you yeah. were, probably would have preferred and I would have done it. But he was like, I would to have you do that time. Like literally, I was in the room ready to do stuff. And he was like, not you. And I can insist, but I also don't know when those times are. Well, yeah.
2: She insists most of the time, but you still, when I ask.
0: I know, but it's a little different when he insists, in my opinion. It's true. I think I mentioned before, Lacey, the lube earplugs are. Have you tried those? I, I could try them with bath time. I could.
2: You don't have to do bath time, it's bedtime. Because bath time is only twice a week. Yeah. That's not that big of a deal. Now, you helping after bath time is necessary because yeah. I do need to decompress a little bit from that. Mm-hmm. But it's more like, Knowing in advance that you're going to take like her bedtime is a huge help because it frees up that, that whole period of time. Okay. And that's, that is a big deal for me.
0: We need to figure out a way to communicate about nights that I am able and not yes. able. So Correct. I'll think about that. All right. Well, I have to lay it out. I think setting up our workflow for how we're going to get things moved and that kind of stuff is our next steps. Yeah. And what we'll report back on. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
1: I hope the listeners enjoyed our journey with Joe and Lacey episode two. I have, I enjoy it. I have front row C and I enjoy it. So I hope everyone listening has as well. And that was episode two. So we will have one more episode with Joe and Lacy, and then coming up. We will continue our journey. We have our other participants, Sarah and Alex. So we will keep following their journey as well. Who is it going to be next? You got to show up and just find out. It's like a carnival. Might be surprised. Yeah. (laughs) Is it going to be Joe and Lacey? Is it going to be Indy the dog? I just don't know. (laughs) We are at the point of the episode where we do our moment of gratitude. And Lacey, I invite you to share your moment of gratitude today.
0: I am grateful for goodness, so many things. I had one in my mind and I just changed it a couple different times. Okay. I'm grateful for comfortable television. Okay. And I'm saying comfortable television because late, I, when I listen or when I watch TV, I am not watching TV to be educated. I am not watching TV for drama. I am not interested in darkness or anything like that. So I am thankful for the plethora of lighthearted, joyful TV. Now, some of that for me is reality TV that other people may not believe in. You know what I mean? Yes. Real Housewives, pump Rules. These are places that I get lighthearted joy. People I don't know cheating on each other in the most bizarre and just awful ways, lighthearted. Okay. But also, you're like Ted Lasso's. Joe and I started watching Shrinking, also an Apple TV Plus show. Oh my gosh. We've been watching it the past couple of nights. I laughed so hard. At first, I was very nervous because he was insistent. He was like, you're gonna like it. And I was like, Joe, I don't know about this because the first episode's a little harsh. But then just it's so funny. And I laughed so hard. And it's, ah, I love comfortable wow. TV.
1: I'm with you on that one. When when people sit down at nighttime before they go to bed and they watch something really heavy like Game of Thrones, I'm like, no, 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 no. that is not a pre bedtime show for me. Yeah, I need light. I need happy. But I gotta really, I gotta really call you out when you said I don't want drama. And uh, I'm like, I do. Lacey loves reality TV shows. I I realize what I should have been like. I don't want drama.
2: (laughs) I don't
0: want the drama category of the Emmys. I don't want that. I want low stakes drama. I watched Real Housewives in New York City today and they were arguing about somebody who left the previous night. Literally when people were going to bed, she was going to come back before people woke up, but they were mad that she left. <laughs> and I'm like, this is amazing. This is what I look forward to. But no, I, I as soon as I said it, I was like, this isn't exactly what I mean. I should specify it's drama. I'm
1: doing like big gestures <laughs> The When I can hear (laughs) it, I can hear the tremble in your voice. (laughs) The Theater. Ari. Theater. Ari. (laughs) Ari. True story. In the first episode, I mentioned all the different jobs I've had, one of which was working on a ship. And at that time, technology was not what it is today. So you were truly disconnected, like truly. And right when I went to your work on the ships, reality TV had started to pick up a little bit. Okay. it existed but it really started and i honest to goodness remember saying to somebody oh i'm sure when i'm back in a year this will blow over and that was oh my gosh i've got to do math that was many years ago over 15 years ago and i'm like oh yeah i called that one all wrong and here's how <laughs> everything is reality tv
0: <laughs> it is i could give a dissertation about why i like housewives where else on tv are you seeing women of a certain age be complicated and messy and just whoever they are in complicated relationships with other women of a certain age who are complicating like you just don't see it unless Reese Witherspoon is an executive producer for that drama series and drama series it's not happening on TV so I get that from Real Housewives I also like I love gossip one of my favorite podcasts is normal gossip where they anonymize people's gossip from, like, around the world. Like, the more, like, niche and specific community gossip. Like, my parents play pickleball, and there's some pickleball drama. Dad's like, I've got more pickleball for you. I'm like, Dad, sit down. Tell me. I want to hear all of it. Explain every single detail. Who's mad at who? Why? What are the rules? Who's right and wrong? I'm going to have my feeling. But then I always do try to be like, okay, I can see where Sally's coming from on this one. I just... I, that is what I'm interested in.
1: No, yeah, I think it's all, no, it's very entertaining. And I think it's great. And I can't throw any shade because this podcast, part of the pitches, it's like a reality TV show. Um, it is, because we're no
0: nosy doubt. people. And being we're, nosy is just fine.
1: Yeah, we're all voyeuristic, whether we want to admit it or not. And it is intriguing to see what's happening behind the curtain. It's true. It's, we... Because we all have those similar similarities, maybe not as extreme. What was the thing? There was like a fight about, oh my gosh. So Lacey, for listeners who don't know, has another podcast called The Middle. And I was listening to it and she started talking about cheese. There was a whole argument on one of her shows about cheese. And Lacey was like, I'm going to tell you right now, cheese is the best. (laughs) I love cheese. And
0: I was laughing so. It was another episode of Real Housewives of New York. And this is where... Sometimes it's so ridiculous and dumb. Someone misunderstands what someone said and then told somebody else about a cheese platter, and they thought that they were saying that cheese was gross. And it's just, who thinks cheese is gross? No. I think what really was happening is she was like, this is all the food that we're going to get and was a cheese board. And instead, someone was like, oh, so-and-so said that cheese is gross instead of this isn't enough food. So still an insult, probably, but not about cheese being weird. And
1: yeah, yes, I I love it so much. Yes. And I love hearing you talk about it so much. I could listen to you talk about it without ever watching the show and be so completely happy. And it's funny that you mentioned happy TV as your moment of gratitude because mine, it's so funny how sometimes ours connect. At the very top of the episode, you taught me a new term, which I still can't say paraxis. Is that right? Praxis. 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 Okay, I Praxis. put an extra A in there. Praxis. And I love learning new concepts and terms. And I just listened to a podcast this week about, I think it's called the Theory of Complex, the Complexity Theory. Yeah, notes on Complexity Theory. And I was just blown away by this theory that I'd never heard of before. And so my ode to gratitude is actually for podcasts and learning because I always, I used to say if I could pick a job, I was like, I want to be a professional student. I want someone to pay me to go to college because I love learning. I actually had a job after college where I worked for a university system and I got free credit hours. So I was taking classes for fun and other students found out and were upset with me. Sarah, I got a second master's degree because I'm the same person. I don't know if I've
0: ever mentioned that to you before. Of I got a second master's degree because I was like, I'm here and I can get free tuition. And I like this. So I'm going to learn about it. Well, and that's why I love podcasts because
1: they're mm-hmm. accessible. And I've learned so much. I've learned so much. So my moment of gratitude is for podcasts and accessible learning yeah. and Praxis. Praxis, yeah. Did you see the smoke coming out of my
0: ears? You did I tried so good. You did so good. It's so funny you say that because I would love to be a professional student. I tried to do that. And I guess for a period of time, I was because I was in graduate school. And I had this like period of time where I was like, oh, I'm going to go get my PhD. And then I realized I don't care about research. I just want to learn everything that I can about a topic. I don't want to have to develop for like research. Do I have questions that I would love to get answered? Yeah, but I don't want to spend years of my life getting those questions answered. So you are preaching to the choir. I worked in universities for 10 years because I didn't want to leave because I like learning so much. So that's
1: why we're I here together. So. There's actually I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch I'm gonna pitch a podcast I just found and I'm in love with. It's called Ologies. So any study that ends in ology, mycology, entomology, any of those ologies, she takes an ology and then does a whole episode talking about experts in that field. Wow. So right now I think there's one on it's like neurobiology It's just, it's so fascinating. Anyways, I love it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I listened to him with my son because I love to have science stuff on in the car. And this one, I thought, oh, it's sciencey safe. But man, are there some unnecessary swear words in this ology spot? I never know when he's paying attention, but man, I gotta tell you, he's always paying attention. And he'll be like, Did she really need to swear there? And I'm like, I know, right, buddy? Like darn it. He heard that one. So yes, ologies. If somebody is wanting to learn about really nuanced deep dive, they did. Oh, they did. We listened to a two-parter. It's all about emojis. That's actually uh. an ology. And it's all about the history of emoticons and why certain emojis are on your emoji keyboard and how mm-hmm. they talk between two different providers. And it, it is fascinating. Some guy wrote his doctoral thesis on emojis. It is so fascinating. Wow. I love learning stuff such as that. So, nerd.
0: I have I always feel like the biggest douche when I say this. I have two master's degrees. I have one in communication and one in instructional design and technology. So, what you were just talking about emojis, I'm like my communication, symbolism and how things get meaning and I could go real down a real big rabbit hole on that one, so I am going to look at the emoji one because
1: it's very specifically in my interest. And then, did I actually texted you about the linguist that was on Armchair Expert, mm-hmm. and she was talking? Oh my goodness. That was so fascinating about the different ways we use filler words and how they're actually important for contextual clues and how different words come into the lexicon and then fade away and how it changes mean how words change words meaning change over meaning. time. So much. Yep. Oh, and then that combined with the emoji podcast, my brain was so delighted. I I had a nerd party with balloons and everything inside my brain. I just think it's so interesting
0: because whenever I tell people that my background is in communication, they want to think that I'm an English major. Oh, so you're a good writer. And it's like, well, that's the difference. I'm about shared meaning. I care if you and I are actually on the same page and that we have created this meaning together. I don't care about... The rules of how we got there, which is really what English is, right? It's about the structure of the language of how we got there. And so that's where it's I proofread for meaning, I don't proofread for accuracy. That is such a small shift, but yes. I feel like it really explains me as a person in a lot of ways. Of, I don't care about all of these other things. I care about the meaning created, not And don't get me wrong, part of communication is the channel and the context and all of these different things, but it all comes together to create the meaning, whereas English is about the venue, not the meaning necessarily.
1: Yes. Oh, my
0: goodness. All right. I got to go lay down now. Thanks, Sarah.
1: Thank you, Lacey. Thanks for listening to No Shame in the Home Game. We hope you can take a little nugget of goodness to use in your own home. Remember to subscribe to the podcast in the player of your choice, like us on social media, rate and review, and share us with all of your friends and maybe a couple of non friends if you want. You can always visit joyfulsupportmovement.com to learn more about No Shame in the Home Game and other joyful support podcasts. While you're there, you can join the newsletter or sign up for the Joyful Support Village. Now go out there and spread some joy.